Just a quick shout out to Lisa Hetrick, who is the one who connected me to today's guest. You rock, girl. What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. This podcast was created so that you would have direct access to the true stories of what it's like being a businesswoman, the real true journey of very savvy, very smart businesswomen. If you love these stories, then make sure you go to bizwomenrock.com and opt in so that you can get updated on all the latest podcast interviews, as well as how you can become a more active part of the whole Biz Women Rock community, which kind of rocks. So go to bizwomenrock.com. Jyothi Rao is my guest today, and man, you are in for a treat. She started a wellness center that's called Shakti Health and Wellness Center. It's in Maryland, and the reason why she is so fascinating is because she is completely shifting the way that a physician runs her business and uh, that healthcare is actually received. So, um, so in this conversation, we definitely talk about that transition. So let's pretend you normally go to your general practitioner and you spend 20 minutes with them, actually maybe 20 minutes, like 10, 15 minutes, um, and kind of get your questions answered or prescribed whatever you, whatever you feel like you need or whatever the doc wants to give you, and you're off on your way. Um, this is a completely different model where it's she's seeing her patients, her starter patients see her for like an hour and a half. After that, you're seeing her for like 45 minutes to an hour. And it's an entirely different price model. It's an entirely different like wellness-based, holistic, let's talk about preventative care versus um, you know giving you a pill for something. So I mean, she's just changing the landscape on this entire industry And so speaking to her was a phenomenal education about how she has run her business and how she's actually made this work and gone against that norm that is so prevalent. Um, Specifically, she's been in business for two years. And so we talk about her first year because it was very tough for her, very, very tough for her. We talk about why, how her biggest challenges in making that transition into entrepreneurship. She was a physician for tw- she's been a physician for 21 years and just two years ago started her business um and how she's doing her marketing and how it's a lot of grassroots stuff and huge takeaway that you're going to get from this is all the innovation that she's really using and all the ways that are totally like the antithesis that you would think of of a physician she's utilizing social media she's use utilizing um you know education products to get out there being out there in the community um you know building up a presence doing micro sites and and uh you know speaking to niche markets but um it's just amazing so totally fascinating uh about you know the business of being a physician in the new age of medicine that's that's what i'm gonna call this you like it me too (laughs) all right let's get going with jothi Jyothi, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. Um, I am so excited to be able to talk about you and your history and Shakti Health and Wellness Center, um, mostly because, um, you know, I have had a few physicians on here, and, um, and I'm just really fascinated by 
the business of being a physician, and especially with what you're doing, because it's so different and innovative that I want to make sure that everyone listening really gets a handle on the type of business that you're really doing. So um, you had mentioned, and I I didn't know this until we talked right now, that you've been a physician for 21 years. So did you always know that you wanted to be a doctor? Yes, I kind of, kind of, I did. I worked, I lived with my grandfather, who was a doctor, and I lived, I grew up in India, and uh, he used to take me around into, it was a different experience because he used to actually go into patients' homes and see kind of their life and stress and all of that, which kind of impacted the way I look at medicine now. But yes, I always grew up wanting to be like my grandfather. Wow. And um, it was something I just, you know, pursued that path and never thought about anything else. Did you, uh, how old were you when you came over here to the U.S.? I was um, five. So it was my, it was very early, but he would, I would go to clinic with him and he would, you know, go on his bike and people, he would take me to places in, in the villages where people were sick and, you know, I'd watch him and I'd watch the way people looked at him. And it was, it was a wonderful bond he had with large, large communities of people. So, um, and kind of, you know, that's, that's what the biggest thing I wanted to do was to be able to impact someone's life the way he did Mm. um so yeah it was always kind of in my head that is so cool so when you first so for 21 years you you know practice as a physician what kind of what happened in the moment that you said okay I want to do this on my own I want to have my own practice what was that like so I've been an employee most of the time that I've uh, worked and it was always safe you know it was just hard enough to manage 25 patients a day um, kind of and, and manage a family, so it was. I never thought about it um, at all. But my, basically, what my uh, brother, my brother and I became partners. So um, he opened up an office about three years ago, and after that, opened up a wellness center, which has been my dream since you know since I could remember is to have a wellness center uh, because I, I'm very passionate about my relationships with my patients, but I do want to empower patients tools to make them feel better, but also not just put out the fires, but also heal them. And that takes a lot of time. And in the current model that we have in primary care, we just don't have the ability to set, sit down with people and kind of create that bond that, that kind of lasts mostly because people are in and out in 10 minutes and people move all the time. And so that relationship like my grandfather had with entire communities, it's very rare to find that now. But what I wanted was I wanted to recreate that holistic view of health, looking at people's stress, their diet, their sleep, their, you know, all of that. And I never quite felt that I had enough time to do that in my practice. So when my brother offered me the opportunity to kind of create a wellness center together, that's what I did. So um, we have, um, we have done that. And two years ago, I opened up my wellness center. And that has been it, you know, it's been my dream. So uh, I, I just, the transition was basically frustration from the system that we have now in medicine where it's you know, supposed to be a service industry, but most of the time we're, you know, we're not giving real great service to patients, mostly because I think the docs just don't have enough time. I think everyone who wanted to go into medicine really wants to do it for healing and for helping people, but then you get stuck with the economics of it, which is so see someone every 10 minutes and, right. you know, come back in three weeks and see me and all by that. And so that disjointed perspective for me was just not working. I was getting more and more frustrated. So I just created the practice that I wanted where I now have time to spend with patients. I have an hour and a half for my new patients. I have 45 minutes to an hour for follow-ups. Wow. So it's a very different paradigm. And 
we do. We delve into all sorts of things in people's history that they're just like, wow, no one's ever asked me that before, you know. Right. But it's all important because I think if you want to delve at root causes and where illness starts and getting to the root of the problems, you got to go deep sometimes. you got to go into history, um, work history, different buildings they were in, childhood issues, you know, any of that stuff, everything's impactful. So, um, you know, that I have that time now, which has been very helpful. So the transition for me was all, always about kind of getting to know my patients better. Right. What um, Was it scary for you to leave the job? Like, what kind of emotions oh. did you really go through in that transition as far as like, yeah. you know, like financial yeah, or worry or what was that like I, for you? Right, right. So I, I'm a very risk-averse person by nature. So the thought of leaving my comfort zone of working for someone and having all the salary that was coming in on a routine basis, that thought was, you know, kept me up at night for a long time. Just the fear of failing, fear of not having money coming in, what if, what if, what if, all these questions. And I think at the end, um, you know, I also never knew how to run a business, which was, oh my goodness, so much more than I ever dreamed it would be in terms of becoming, you know, responsible for every single thing that happens at an office. And hiring and developing strategies and buying equipment and all of that was just all so new to me and marketing was all new so for me that transition was quite difficult in the sense that it was it really was uh, I had to learn a lot of things really quickly Um, so but at the end of the day you know I was doing what I loved and um, when my patients came in and they left you know a couple of weeks later a month later where they were getting better you know that's what really kept me going but it was it was a hard transition in the beginning for me um, mostly because I'm so risk averse. Yeah, I remember when I first um, when I first quit corporate and you know came on to my husband's business. It was ju- it was like a brand new business, and so we were both kind of running it together. And um, I remember mentally, I I was prepared for it. Mentally, I got it. You know, like yeah, okay, I'm not depending on a paycheck anymore. I've got X amount of dollars in the savings account. I'll be fine. I you know this is what we're building over here. But like psychologically and almost unconsciously, it, I had to go, it took me a good year or two to make that transition to where like my soul felt like got it, you know, like totally was like, okay, you know, we're going to float, we're going to be fine. So um, yeah, like no matter right. where you are on that spectrum, I think it's still, it's still a, a tricky transition. Right, right, right. And, and you know, I, I still feel like now I'm getting, two years later, I'm, I'm getting to that point that you just said where I feel like it's you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but I I know it's it's, uh, it's scary. And my husband's great because he always kind of calms me down when I have these nervous periods. <laughs> but, you know, it's a path that I definitely won't go back to. You know, I won't go back to what, what, what I was doing before. This is a great path for me. Um, and, you know, things are growing, so I, I'm, I'm excited. But, yeah, the first, first year was tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, you're two years in business, and so this is all really fresh for you. Um, did you, you know, like, um, if an attorney is leaving a practice and goes to create their own practice, so many times they can sort of bring their clientele with them. Could you do that as a physician? Did you have, did you have patients who followed you or do you have some sort of like contract that you're not allowed to? Yeah. So there are things like restricted covenant covenants, which uh, limit you from practicing in the same areas, um, within certain mile radius, radius and things like that. I was not allowed to get contact information for my panel of I don't know 2,500 patients Um, and it was it was difficult because I did have to kind of I was I moved about 25 miles away in terms of the new practice so 
people weren't going to, I do have some people who followed me, but I don't do the same thing. I'm, I'm not a primary care in the sense that I, I do adjunctive treatment. So I kind of am a wellness coach. I, I teach people things in addition. I work with their primary care. So there's really no threat of me taking away someone's patient because I usually just kind of teach them things and fix them and kind of send patients back because I teach them these things that we weren't able to do in that 10 minute visit type of thing. So right. For me, I, I'm not really a threat to the primary care, but I don't know that. Uh, but because my my location is so far away now, I do have some patients who followed me. But uh, again, I had to create a whole new patient panel. Yeah. Um, so that was another big challenge was the marketing and all of that aspect, which I never had to do before. I never had to market. Um, so, so how did you do was, it? What kind was, of what kind of things actually worked for you yeah. in the beginning? Well, it's been a work in progress. So I started <laughs> off doing lots and lots of um, lectures and workshops and speaking engagements and kind of grassroots going door to door and talking to different specialists and telling them what I do and going to tons of symposiums and seminars and setting up tables and booths and giving talks and all that. I still do that now. Um, and I do, I write, I'm writing a book and, I, and I'm teaching at a local university. So I, I'm trying to get my name out there with relationship to what I do. But now we're just expanding um, our social media, you know, with social, with Facebook and Twitter and Google, which has been very new, uh, and it's been great. Um, we're trying to provide value-added content with products and services to build awareness of our practice. We're getting more into digital advertising and targeting specific groups like executives and athletes for athletic performance. So we're kind of branching out into subsets where we're getting into more targeted groups um, we're doing microsites for um, our website so that we can have patients who have specific questions about certain symptoms or concerns that they can go and learn more about it. So we're doing a lot more social media. Um, we're doing a lot more on our Facebook, and which is also very new to me. Um, but that's that's kind of where we're headed, and I think that that's where we're going to spend more and more time doing um, in terms of growing the practice. So, you know, you mentioned, and this is so true, that the whole model of what you're doing now is completely different than what the norm that we're all used to going through, you know, the normal medical treatment of everything. How, I I know it's different for you, and I know it's in line with, I think, I think it's like common sense. Like everyone can look at your business model of like, okay, now my healthcare practitioner gets to be more integrated into my life. They get to know, you know, real historically, they get to, I get to spend more time with them. Like it just all, it makes sense, of course. But that's not the norm of how people are used to acting. So how, have you, have you experienced any sort of like pushback from the general community that who either doesn't see value in what you're doing or just doesn't get it because they're used to having their 10 minute appointment for their $20 copay? Yeah. So, you know, the thing that's different is, um, right, first of all, the, the, the clientele. So most of my time that I was spending where I was practicing, I'd have to, in the way I first started, I was trying to convince people to maybe think about alternatives to medications or alternatives, maybe lifestyle changes. I would start talking about it. Um, and then I'd have to kind of convince patients to change. The, the thing that, that evolved in my practice as I was practicing for about 11 years is it evolved into the kind of population that they saw me because they knew I was someone who talked about that stuff. Mm. Now I have to go, and um, when I talk to patients about it, they don't quite know where I fit in because I'm not a primary care. I'm not going to see them for their colds and coughs, but I'm going to do go deep into, like, sleep issues, stress issues, diet issues. 
um, and talk about how, because those, those changes kind of impact everything, hormone balance, all of those things, but they're kind of adjunctive to their primary stuff. Because when I think of primary care, and even though people go in for their physicals, I think of it more as kind of putting up fires as opposed to kind of going after the root cause. What I'm doing is kind of going after kind of elemental level prevention, which is, you know, trying to get after the inflammation and the stress reduction and all that so that it doesn't lead to other problems. And that is a concept that's foreign for physicians and patients alike. So right. a lot of, that's why I do a lot of lecturing because I do a lot of, I give talks on stress and gut health and heart disease in a different perspective because, you know, my feeling is that health, good health does not come in a pill. So, you know, we talk a lot about that and it does take quite a bit of, you know, sometimes people have to hear me more than once to kind of understand what I'm doing in terms of where it fits in because no one's really used to that concept. Um, it's growing. It's definitely bigger on the West Coast than the East Coast, but it is a growing phenomenon of this kind of functional medicine, which is what I do. Um, mm. Kind of look at look at the way the body functions instead of just the diagnosis. But yeah, it, it takes a lot of work in terms of even teaching my colleagues what I do. Um, so you know where I fit into everyone's care type of thing. Hmm. I just find that so fascinating. So who who is coming to see you? Like if if they're not coming for their their annual or their cold symptom yeah. or whatever it is, like who who's your target market? So, so my target market is anyone who kind of has the impetus to change something. A lot of times, most of my patients are people who have not gotten better through the tra- traditional approach, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, things that are chronic pain syndrome, depression, things that have been kind of a chronic problem that they're just not getting better with medications or their usual cocktail autoimmune illness, uh, or some people who don't want to take meds and they want to, uh, options for alternatives. And um, that, that's kind of what pe- most people come in with. But we do have high-level athletes that take care of Olympic athletes that take care of a lot of people who just want to improve, you know, their mile time, or I just want a little bit more energy. I want my hormones for menopausal women. You know, things that aren't kind of um, getting better with the typical standard prescription approach. So I do buy, you know, I do buy an identical hormone. So I do things that are a little bit different. I have different types of ways to test people. So now I'm getting more word of mouth referrals as opposed to before where I was just getting people based on, um, you know, the initial grassroots efforts where they were seeing me talk and things like that. Now, now it's kind of a trickle effect where people are getting, they're seeing their friends get better and they're saying they're, you know, they're, they're seeing outcomes of, what we've done, and now they're coming to see me as well. So in that aspect, it's been, um, and quite frankly, now I see pretty much anything. I see people with diabetes and hypertension and pretty much anything. They just do want other alternatives and other ways to approach it. Wow. The problem. Now, you, Plus, I think, yeah. you had stated before that, you know, the first year of business was really, really tough. What were some of the toughest experiences that you had to go through in that first year? Well, my first was uh, to try to figure out with our budget, you know, what where we're going to allocate our resources, building up our new team, um, trying to figure out which equipment to buy because we have we have unique testing equipment such as uh, VO2 max test for the athletes, which looks at fitness levels. We have te- equipment that looks at how much um, you burn at rest in terms of your metabolic rate, so we can help guide people with weight loss and weight gain. Um, we have uh, kind of unique tools that look at cardiovascular health. So we're just kind of allocating our resources, building up a new team. Um, that took a while. We have done, we really wanted life to focus on first-class service because, like I said, it is a service industry medicine, but we really 
in the traditional practice, that's kind of law. So what we wanted to gear towards was really high class service to each patient, have everything met in a timely manner, and so that patients aren't waiting, and kind of give them something that would be very unique experience for the for the patient coming in or the client coming in. And that took a lot of protocol. So we, you know, we're not following the set protocol. We're kind of creating this as we go on, and that that would take a lot of energy and, and you know, creative energy in terms of trying to figure out what exactly are we trying to do here. Um, right. But it took about, yeah, I think we're there now. I think we finally got our team. We got our location. We got our, um, we're, we've got our equipment. We even built a kitchen to teach people how to cook. Um, so it's kind of very basic stuff that we want to go after. But, you know, how do we kind of scale this in our budget was, was one of the biggest problems in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's worked out. So how do you and your brother work work together? Like what what are the different roles that you guys have and how have you been able to make it work without killing each other? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question. You know, we have um, a very, I think, a very unique relationship in the sense that we can go for a long time and not see each other and, and we're fine. And then when we see each other, even in the office, he's so busy. He has a pain practice as well. Um, I don't really see him that much in the office. I run the wellness center. Um, this We just share the space really so um, I see him but he's, he's just so busy seeing patients he sees up to 60 sometimes a day 60 patients a day he's wow. in the more of a the traditional model so but but when we do meet and we have any disagreements you know just like anyone else we do have times where we are kind of unhappy with one another um, but at the end of the day we're still you know we're siblings and we get over it and we move on and we voice each other I think we're respectful of, of kind of knowing that we can just, you know, agree to disagree type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he definitely helps me. He definitely has a better business sense. Um, so I, I do I do appreciate that. And I and I kind of have some inputs where he, he kind of comes in the middle for So I think we work well with each other. So far, it's been fine. Um, and I think, you know, because this is such a unique practice that we're both kind of learning about, we learn from each other a lot. So it's been fine. Right. So one of the things that's always fascinated me about physicians is that it's it's this very like revered profession, and yet in the world of business, um, it, it's it, it's really challenging because it really is this sort of trading your time for dollars thing. So you know it's almost like a yeah. billing on an annual or on, a, on an hourly basis. Have you come up with different ways on how to um, sidetrack that model or be able to get some sort of an automated income coming in without it having to be dependent on your time? Yeah, so we have packages that we're having for different uh, kind of our groups that we're, we're getting after going after, like the executive wellness program and um, the athletic performance. And we have things called VIP packages where people – my true feeling is that, you know, it's not just about either the consult or the supplement or even the hormones. It's about, you know, getting the massage and the acupuncture and the biofeedback and all of those things and maybe some IV nutrients and all that. So we have packages that build all that in. And my vision for patients is to take advantage of the whole package because it does get people to the next level. Um, so that stuff, I think, has been, you know, more popular lately in terms of not depending on my time per se, um, but um, we have infrared saunas, we have like a, we have a trainer, we have other other allied health professionals that that work with us. So, you know, I think that that's been working out well too. That it's not completely dependent on my time. 
Hmm. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, by the way, it's it's the very rarely do you find a physician who is working on outside stuff like that. At least I don't see them a lot. So, um, you know, I think it's really it, it's sort of like next generation thinking to really start thinking about that stuff. But I think the physicians who own their own practice start seeing that very early on because they're business owners and they're getting right. You uh, have to, right. You have to differentiate yourself from the next practice. So I think, yeah, you have to be able to offer services that are unique. Yep. Um, and do it in a service with high service, you know, so that's important. Yeah. Now, you mentioned to me before that one of your biggest challenges has been the location that you're in. And you, I mean, you are an office, you are a center. So, you know, you, um, you have all the good and bad that comes along with that. So talk a little bit about the biggest challenge about where you're geographically located and some of the solutions that you've uh, come up with for that. So um, what we've down, what we were starting to do is, number one, I used to be in a more suburban area, um, which was more, and I guess, amenable to kind of the health and wellness preventive concept that where, where, where my old practice was. Now I moved about 25 miles from there, and it's a bit more rural. Um, so, but because of all these different types of um, the lectures and the social media aspect, I think we're gaining people from different locations. Right now, I even have people coming to see me from different states. So I will be starting some satellite offices where we're going to have space in other people's offices in other um, locations in Maryland as well as other states. So that's one way that we're going to evolve. The second way is also getting um, space in corporations, which are a part of our executive plan where I will go out and maybe even see consults there but also do lectures and educate um, the clients that we have that are part of these corporations to kind of maintain wellness. So a lot of it is going to be going to, the, to, going to them versus coming to me. And maybe as a third level, we're going to have be able to Skype and do phone consults um, in the future. Mm. But that's kind of a legal issue, which has to depend on state-to-state rules, right. you can, if you can practice medicine that way. But most of the time now, I'm just kind of going to satellite locations. But... Because of the the different marketing techniques we've used, I think our name people are more willing to drive out to me at this point yeah. um, as before the you know as opposed to when I first started. So, since this is really your first time running a business, what do you think that you have really shined at? Like, in this whole like you know learning curve of how to run a company, what have you found that you are really great at, and what have you found that you really suck at, and you need to hand off to somebody? Um, in terms of the business aspect, um, I have to say that I'm still learning from my brother a lot in terms of the actual the risks. Like, you know, it takes money to make money kind of a concept. Right. I'm a little bit more hesitant with that, which I feel sometimes that I should be, you know, more of a risk taker when it, because when my brother actually talks about stuff, it it, it makes me very scared uh, to to kind of spend the money to to be able to say market the way he wants to market and that kind of thing. But it's always worked out that way. So I feel like I should, I need to start to calm down about the spending because um, that's probably the worst thing I'm at. I just am very nervous about kind of let, letting loose with the with the kind of growth of our practice, which, you know, obviously takes a lot to grow a practice in terms of building new offices and that kind of thing. But that's my brother's vision. So I have to work better at that. What I'm really good at is um, selling the concept. Um, when I lecture, when I speak places, when I um, – even in my writing, uh, I think that people – 
people buy in very quickly when I start speaking about what I do. And I'm, I think in that way, I'm a good marketer. I'm terrible at standing at a booth and just talking to someone about, hey, what do you guys do in terms of the booth type stuff? But if I were to stand in front of a group and give a talk, that's, I think, what I'm best at. Right. Um, it's the actual patient, the client interaction, speaking about the passion I have for health and wellness. Um, and I think that speaking it on a level where people can understand, taking my knowledge, because I did do a fellowship in anti-aging, regenerative medicine, I'm doing a master's in um, nutrition, and I'm also an acupuncturist. So taking all that knowledge and kind of translating it into real day-to-day practical solutions for people, um, I think is my strength. Got but it. I'm still working on the business side where I'm, I need to take more risks. I need to be able to, like, you know, sleep okay at night with the, the, the decisions I've made. Um, and I think the other thing, the hardest part for me also is, is the intricacies of running, of managing staff. Um, that's, that's pretty challenging sometimes. How many, um, how many staff so members do you have right now? We have three, uh, but we've had some turnover since we started. Um, and it's not so much that it's the people, the people are great. It's, it's, the creating the roles and making sure people aren't getting feeling like they're getting stepped on in their roles and all of those things and also not micromanaging stepping back and letting people take charge and you know that kind of um, issues about just letting people go with different ideas they have and that kind of thing so um, definitely evolved it's been it's been a great journey that way I mean we have a wonderful staff right now um, so things are moving, but it's it's another area where I think I have to keep growing. Yeah, I I can't I hear that so many times. As far as like we're not where we want to be, we're not where we want to be. Yeah, and it's I mean we yes. all feel yeah. it. Every single one of us as business business women feel it. I think I think that's a good thing. Is like you're never satisfied. Like you just got to kind of keep moving. You know. So yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to I want to include. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm absolutely there. You're right. It's been, it's great. It's growing, but I'm not anywhere near where I want to be. Yeah. Um, I want to conclude by asking you what your vision is, because there's, you know, two years into it, you've built and survived a really solid foundation of a practice in, in a whole new arena where you have to go out and educate people about, about your whole model in the first place and then get them on board. So um, you know, you're continuing to grow and you're continuing to move and move forward and you're having progress. What's the big vision? Like where, where do you think that you want to go and what's the big purpose here? So the purpose, I think the big vision is really about in being more impactful to a larger groups of, of, of clients and patients and making um, big changes. And I, I think actually my vision would be to change the way we think about healthcare. Um, not so much delve on what people's, people's diagnoses are and kind of be part of the movement that goes towards a, a longer strength, a, a longer vision of prevention. So I would love to be able to, I'm writing a book so that I can be a little more impactful to, you know, my, to kind of foster the thought of this functional medicine concept for health. Um, and I, we work, we're trying to build more centers in different areas in Maryland as well as other states. Um, I want to be able to grow and hire new docs um, in the future to be able to kind of practice, you know, just increase the volume of, of clients coming in into different practices. But at the end of the day, I, I do want to kind of change the thinking of even my colleagues as well as uh, patients to say, hey, there is, it, it, health doesn't come in a pill. 
Um, there's a lot of things we can do. I have I have frustrated people in my office every day that are just they have no hope of feeling better, and we turn it around. And I want to kind of pass that torch on this to as many people as I can to say, hey, there's definitely possibilities here, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things we can try, and there's a lot of things that you have control over, which I just feel people don't know that how much they actually have control over their health. Right. Um, so it's more about empowering with education and kind of spreading the word that this whole new way of healthcare exists. Um, so that's my vision to take it to as many people as I can. I absolutely love that. Well, Jyothi, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your vision, for sharing what it's like running your company um, and being a physician in kind of the new age, what I see is like the new age of medicine. I think it's so powerful. So big congratulations to you. And I have no doubt you're going to continue to grow. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Bizwomenrock.com forward slash 220. Man, she was good. I just so loved how open she was about how tough it's been for her, how it wasn't a natural transition for her to be an entrepreneur, um, but how she's just doing it because of this passion that she has to completely revolutionize the way that medicine is approached and the way that it can be delivered. And I just, I'm so in love with what she's doing. So Go support her. Go check her out. Uh, make sure you can get connected to her directly through um, the website, uh, the Biz Women Rock, on her show notes page. So make sure you do, you go check her out and uh, keep an eye on this girl. She's going to grow something big. Like in my, I didn't tell her this at the time, but in my mind when I was asking her about her big vision and what's going on, like I really, couldn't you see like, you know, the Shakti Health and Wellness Centers like all across the U.S. and eventually all across like the world? Like, I can just see it as, a fa- I know she's not the first person with this model, but she, there's so much passion and drive there that it could be, it could cause a major shift and a great shift in how we approach medicine. So, uh, Jyothi, thank you for that. That was awesome. So, hope you really enjoyed this and got a lot out of it. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Music.